Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, we are discussing self-love. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I took a shower this morning, and it was so luxurious. I worked from home, so I had plenty of time to just work while let my hair air dried and have to get ready right away and it just felt so like such a treat. My thorn is that I have a bouquet that is so beautiful sitting right in front of me on the table and it's stunning but it has lilies in it which unfortunately so I think they're stunning. I think lilies are one of the most beautiful flowers ever and I love the smell of them but the smell gives me headaches which is a real it's unfortunate you know. And the bud is that this afternoon for about three hours, I am going to have the house completely to myself. And that is probably more exciting than it should be, but it is very exciting. I really needed it today. Okay, so this month we are doing a series every Tuesday on love. Last week we discussed romantic love, and this week we are talking self-love. Now, I've done episodes on this in the past, speaking to why self-love is important, as well as self-love languages, so I don't want to be repetitive and go back and do those episodes again, so I encourage you to give them a listen if they interest you. Today is an attempt to create something new and hopefully, hopefully encourage you and maybe give you some ideas for you to show up for yourself, I'm going to share the top 10 ways that I love myself on a regular basis. So the first one is I take care of future me. This was something I learned to do, gosh, I wanna say like 12 years ago or something. There was like a light bulb moment where I was like, if current me is always thinking about future me and what she might need, then I am never, I'm going to have like significantly less times in my life where I am on like just in responsive mode and reactive mode. Um, so I do my best to think about future Sarah Jane. You know, what do I need in terms of breakfast tomorrow? What am I going to want to do in terms of my to-do list? I always plan out my tasks the day before so that I can wake up in the morning and know exactly what I need to do that day. I plan out my day in my head the night before I go to bed so that I wake up knowing exactly what I'm going to do the next day. I'm always thinking about what future me might need. I lay out clothes for myself, um, usually a week in advance. I like to think about what the weather's gonna be throughout the week and, and go ahead and lay my clothes out. Um, but this also applies to things like saving money, which as an Enneagram 7, I will say was very difficult for me and continues to be something that I don't find easy to do. It's just never where I want my money to go. I always want my money to go to something more fun and exciting than just like putting it into savings. But I have found that my quality of life and 
the amount of joy that I can experience goes through the roof when I know I have a solid savings and something to land on, something like a safety net. Um, I cannot tell you how much thinking about future me has made present me happier because past me already thought about present me. So present me can think about future me. And we're never in like that really fast reactive response mode and where I have to figure something out on the fly all the time and I'm rushed and flustered. Um, That is such a rare feeling in my life now because of that habit. Number two is I check in with myself constantly. I check in with myself every single morning, every single afternoon. I check in with myself every single Friday, every single Sunday. I check in monthly and quarterly and yearly, just checking in on how I'm feeling, what's working for me, what's not working for me. And I give myself a chance to change direction if I want to or adjust something slightly so that it can be more nourishing and more supportive. Um, You know, I kind of think about this like a relationship. You know, my husband and I aren't in a relationship because we don't communicate with each other, right? Like the reason that I like my marriage, we continuously talk. We continuously get to know each other. We stay in touch. We ask, how are things feeling for you? What's working for you? What's not working for you? Are you happy? If you're not happy, what do we need to do to kind of adjust that and fix that? How can I be a support to you? So I'm having those conversations with myself very, very often. What I've done episode specifically on this, but I will quickly run through kind of what my intentions for these check-ins are. So in the morning, right now I'm checking in on what are my top three priorities for the day? If I get nothing else done, what do I have to get done that to have a successful day? What are three ways that I could brighten my day? What's a way that I could show love to myself, to my husband, and to my kid today? What are the feelings I'm calling in? So for today, for me, it was clarity, comfort, and hope. And then what am I actually feeling in this moment? I'm someone who can really easily disassociate from my feelings. And so it's helpful for me to sit down and be like, what am I actually feeling right now? Name those feelings. Um, The other thing that I do at the end of the day is I plan out the next day. This kind of goes back to taking care of future me. I want to go ahead and have my task list laid out for, for the next day so that when I wake up in the morning, I'm not having to guess. Then... Each week, every Friday, I plan the tasks for the next week. And every Sunday, I do a little check-in on how I'm feeling. So what I do on Sundays is I name the three priorities for that week, what three things have to get done this week in order for it to be a successful week. I write down three good things that happened that week, things I wish I'd said no to. I notice where my time went. Um, I notice where my money went. And I name the way I want to feel. So typically I pick core desired feelings for the month. So how do I want to feel this month? This month I chose steady, clear, and inspired. And then I do a budget check-in. I I put a note of like what are the balances on all of our accounts and what bills are going to come out this week. So that's kind of how my daily and weekly check-ins look like. Monthly is much more, you know, it's a little bit more expansive than that. And then quarterly is way more expansive than that. And I can do a whole episodes on each of those. But you're getting kind of the gist of like, I'm staying in communication, I'm asking myself good questions, and we're having a conversation on a regular basis about how I feel, what I want, how things are going, think of ideas of ways to to pour love back in. So number three is 
simply I honor my emotions. This is something that I used to never do. I used to invalidate my feelings constantly. And if I would have a negative emotion, and not saying that I don't do this now, just want to be clear, like I still do this sometimes, but I have more tools to not do that than I used to have. So now, you know, I have this emotion. It used to look like, oh, I'm having a negative emotion. I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling sad. I start trying to convince myself about like why I shouldn't feel that way. You know, you have so much to be grateful for. Um, They didn't intend it that way or they meant to do this thing instead. Now it looks more like I just name that feeling. I put my hand on my heart and I just say, I'm feeling jealous. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling fear of being left out. You know, whatever it is that's coming up for me in that moment, I just name the feeling. Oftentimes naming the feeling is soothing enough, but also I can just honor that feeling and let it pass or I can take action on what that feeling means. Something like jealousy to me is really just good information, right? If I can really honor and name that I'm feeling jealous, then I can honor and name what I want, right? Jealousy is really just an indication of what matters to me. I'm jealous of someone's career. Well, what is it about their career that I even want? You know, what is it that I'm feeling like they have that I don't have? Is it their lifestyle? Is it their actual job? Is it the money that they're making? the security that they seem to have, like what is the jealousy coming from? And then I can honor that desire. So I can say, I'm feeling jealous. I'm jealous of like their stability. I'm noticing that I'm craving stability right now. And I just love myself through those feelings instead of trying to solve them or fix them or make them go away or shut them down. The fourth way that I show love to myself is through daily meditation, Right now I'm doing tapping. That's kind of my form of meditation at the moment. Um, It's EFT tapping. And you kind of just tap on different kind of pressure points, I guess, or like, I don't know the correct term, but you kind of tap on different parts of your, you tap on your hand, on your eyebrow, on your temple, things like that. And you kind of repeat after someone who's given you a script. So it, it, it might sound something like, I'm feeling a lot of anxiety right now, but I fully in love and accept myself. Yes, I am scared and not sure of what's coming next and if that will feel good to me. And I fully love and accept myself. That's kind of the gist of it. There's all kinds of, there's, there, I'm not an expert. This is just what I do for myself. And then meditation. The reason that these two things are so important to me is I have a significant amount of trauma in my past and they help to soothe my nervous system. They help me to more slowly, I don't as quickly get into that fight, flight, or fawn space where I may not act out of my like higher self. Um, It slows me down. It helps me to create more space between my thoughts, my feelings, and my reactions. And I can just be more generally stable and calm through the day. Not that I feel particularly unstable, but we all can kind of use a lot of that like calming, soothing, nourishing energy. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. 
In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Number five is I make bath and shower time feel really special. These are things that I really look forward to. I, in my shower, I like turn the lights down low. I make it feel really luxurious and enjoy that time. And then in the bath, even better, you know, I'm like lighting candles. I use salts or oils or bubbles, whatever I have or whatever feels right for me that day. And I just deeply enjoy the feeling of hot water just on my skin and like calming my muscles and my body. And then I take more time to, you know, put on tons of like lotions and oils and things afterwards to just feel really nourished and really cared for. And yeah, just it feels so luxurious, but it's pretty much free, right? Because I have all this stuff already at the house. So it's this really affordable, luxurious way to take care of me. Number six is I remember that my self-care routines are not things that I am obligated to do. This is really important. I feel so many people in my life who feel shame for not doing the things that they like to do for themselves. And I have been in a position where I'm like the days that feel like celebration days, like my birthday or a date day, I will skip the things that make me feel good because it feels like these are things that I have to do on a normal day and therefore on a special day I don't want to do them. But these things like meditation, yoga, uh, writing in my journal, reading, these are things that make me happy and feel good to me. They're not obligations or rules or expectations. They are pleasures. But because, you know, I want to say like diet culture really messed this up for me. It kind of taught me that things are good for me, like the things that are good for me, good foods, good movement, meditation, like drinking a lot of water, that these things are rules that I have to follow, not things that I get to enjoy, right? So like things like my morning routine that are so important to me, I'll skip on days that feel special, which actually makes that day worse for me just because it feels like I'm playing hooky on something that I have to do, quote unquote. That's, you know, here's the other thing though. Sometimes the right thing for me to do is to skip the routine. It is the right thing to just sleep in a little bit more that day, have like a cozy, lazy morning. That is sometimes the right thing. And that's also okay, right? It's okay to skip it and it's okay to not skip it. It's just a pleasurable thing that you do because it makes you feel good and therefore there's no wrong way. All right, number seven is journaling. I journal every single day, most of the time. It feels so good to me. Most of the time I'm just writing free write, like just what's on my mind, what do I need to get out? Um, Unprocessed emotions, uh, worries, things that are on my mind. but other times I ask myself really good questions and kind of get to some solid answers. One of those things is I, I kind of do this practice of why. 
So if I have somewhere that I'm kind of feeling stuck or confused or I'm lacking clarity, I will just ask myself why eight times. So what that can look like is I'm feeling like I want to quit my job, but I don't know how to. Well, why? Well, I am feeling really exhausted and I'm nervous about doing interviews. Well, why are you nervous about doing interviews? I feel unqualified and unworthy. Why do you feel unqualified and unworthy? And like just kind of getting underneath it, kind of keep going, keep asking questions. And eventually you get to some really big insights into why you do what you do, what that looks like. And you're able to kind of rework some of these patterns because you have awareness of them. And number eight is yoga. I will say more than anything else in the world, yoga is probably the thing that's changed my life the most. Um, It's taught me to listen to my resistance, to pay attention to my body, to listen to my breath, to not push myself past my limitations. It also just makes my body feel really good every day. It is probably, it's like this moment of reverence and self-support that I have every morning that is so precious to me um, because it's it's holding everything it's holding you know push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone but also listen to your limitations respect your body in that way um breathe into the pain you know it's it's got a lot in it so yoga really has been a game changer for me number nine is how I orient my task list. So when it comes to working for myself, I operate on a task-based to-do list instead of hours that I need to work. You know, it can be really tempting to work like a nine to five work day just because it feels like you're supposed to. But instead, I write down what are the tasks that I need to do this month? And then what tasks do I need to do this week in order to move the bar on those tasks? And then What do I need to do today in order to get the tasks done for the week? So that's kind of how I do it. So if I can get my tasks done today in two hours, then that's a a complete workday. I can feel satisfied with that. Um, And sometimes it takes, you know, two hours. Sometimes it takes eight hours. Every day is different. Um, But I respect the task list and I don't put the pressure on myself to work just to for the sake of it. Number 10 is I quit taking meetings out of fear of missing out. So I show love to myself by not giving my time away and my energy away to things that I either don't want to do or to situations in which someone might convince me to do something I don't want to do. A lot of times you get solicited for sales calls or pitches for things that you don't, you already kind of know aren't right for you. But I used to take those things because I was so afraid that if I said no, that no other opportunities would ever come my way. And now I really try to respect my time, respect my energy, and say no to these things that aren't right for me. Sometimes I say yes, and then I have to go back and be like, hey, I'm sorry I said yes, and it's really a no for me. but I'm learning to do that more and more. Um, I also quit making excuses for these things. I really get, I give really honest answers. Like I don't take sales calls Um, or I just want to rest this weekend. I don't feel like doing anything. I just don't, 
I honor my no and I, I honor it to other people too so that they honor my no with me. And finally, I unplug. This is what I do when I'm irritable, when I'm feeling anxious, when I feel like I don't know where the time is going, I feel rushed or stressed. Um, that is when the indication that I need to turn off screens. I turn my phone off. I don't watch TV. I don't watch YouTube. I read books and I write and I get bored and I clean my house. You know, I do things that are just completely off the screen. And I will tell you that this multiplies my time tenfold. It feels like days are a whole week because time just goes so slowly. And I feel like it brings like this intense, deep inner rest that I cannot get any other way. Like I just, I haven't felt that level of peace with a screen on in my life, right? So I will say that is like the most important thing to me. And that is like number 11, so I cheated. Um, but these are the 10 or 11 ways that I care for myself, um, the ones that just kind of came to mind first. I hope that they gave you some ideas for ways that you can take care of yourself this week. And for today's food for thought, I really wanna kind of run through an exercise with you. So if you will, just kind of take a moment to be still if you can, if you're running or you're driving, you know, do this then the way that you can with what you have. But just take a moment and take a deep breath into your belly. And ask yourself what you are feeling. Like, what am I feeling right now? And like, where in my body am I feeling that? Is it in my chest? Is it in my stomach, my shoulders, my jaw? Where in your body are you feeling your emotions right now? So when you notice it, just kind of name it to yourself. You can say it out loud if it's a space that you're in. Or you can just think it internally if not. And kind of think about yourself as like your child self, you know, your inner child. And think about that emotion as your inner child asking for something that it needs. You know, it's it's crying out, right? And then ask ask your inner child what would feel like love to them today? What would feel like love to them today? Would it be dancing, listening to music, turning off the screens, going for a drive? What would feel like love? And then let's get a little bit more practical about it. When can you do that today? What time of day can you do that? And do you need to communicate with anyone that you're taking that time? Do you need to call a partner? Do you need to let a friend know like, hey, just so you know, at three today, I'm doing this thing. I won't be available. You know, who do you need to communicate with? And then what obstacle could get in the way of you doing that for yourself? Are you potentially, if you go home and put on cozy clothes, is the likelihood of you going back out pretty low? You know, what are the obstacles that could get in the way of you doing it? And how can you eliminate them? And then now we just make it a commitment. 
and really set set the intention to do that for yourself today. See how good it feels when you ask yourself what you're feeling, what you need, and you give that to yourself with full respect and permission. As always, it is an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.